Right, so this is the bit where we would usually have an opening. Yeah, yeah, this is usually where we have one of those. But we're in quarantine. Ah. Yeah, so... Mm, yeah. I, I see the problem. Yeah, so... We've got to stay inside. No, yes. uh, no opening. No, no opening. No. no. I have, however, stocked up on some things that we've uh, played, watched and listened to. Well, those will keep us going for the next three weeks. I've got some skits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, yeah. Well, I mean, they're tinned skits. Well, well they're yeah. They're fresh. Tinned or frozen will do. Yeah. Yeah. I think they'll be alright. I think they'll be fine. I, I think all everything will be fine, so long as we don't... Oh, Stop. Panic buying all of the things. That or opening. No opening. opening. No, 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 no opening. opening. We have to stay keep, keep everything shut. Be responsible. <laughs> Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers... That podcast where two queer trans ladies do some skits and silly voices and talk about our weeks and what we've been interacting with media-wise and don't leave the house. Don't leave the house. No. We we are recording this like a day into the, the UK being on lockdown. It's a whole thing. They didn't call it a lockdown. So no, they didn't like... say the word lockdown. You're just not allowed to leave your house and you could get fined a thousand pound and arrested if you leave your house, but it's not a lockdown. I did have my... my... My daily allowed, my one single daily allowed uh, exercise. Yes, I also had my one daily allowed outside the house exercise. Oh, Stayed away from all the people. Mm-hmm. Made made sure that I was visibly exercising, so I was not misconstrued for a loiterer or yeah. someone walking frivolously. Frivolous it was walking. the exercise. It was an important movement. I mean, I was walking, not running, but I was still doing an exercise. That is important. <laughs> that is important. But yes, it, the, the, the everything happened. Everything did happen. But it's fine. We're going to spend three weeks in inside the house, consuming media and telling you all about it. Yeah. Shall we start with what we've played this week? Let us start with what we've played. What have you played this week? Well, we finished the Arkham Horror base game uh, uh, Our first playthrough of it. We yeah. We we did the third uh, scenario that comes in the base box. Um, we got through it, but not without some casualties. Yeah, you, in fact. Yes. Um, well, not a casualty. You were not unconscious. You would have suffered a, a permanent health thing. Yes. But by the end of that campaign, we were both so wrecked. I I think, considering it was the last bit of the narrative that we had, like the way I interpreted what happened was, oh no, my character's fucking dead. She did not survive that that campaign. We, uh, so so a bit of a summary of our our story so far. We uh, we were in a house and creatures turned up everywhere. We found someone Kate called Lita Chandler and we burnt the house down. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ran around town trying to find these six cultists and we found two of them. Yep. And that caused us problems because mm-hmm. everyone we didn't find was a problem later. Yes. So we're wandering around the woods trying to do Act Three, trying to stop this cult happening, trying to stop the big you know Lovecraftian creature being summoned. And oops, I me the squishy character accidentally triggered four enemies to spawn at once. Those four that we didn't deal with last time, and then another two. Yeah, because I thought I'm gonna I'm not gonna survive attempting to stick around where these four things are, and they're going to attack me because I walked into like I triggered them appearing. So I went, you know what? Let's run to the final checkpoint and try and do some help. And 
I accidentally spawned the Lovecraftian creature that being did spawned get rid as of, well. Of all of the other things that were chasing you. It did, but like I by that point I'd already taken some big hits from those those four that were there. Mm-hmm. Like I I went from like full health and full sanity to um almost dead in a yes. single turn and it was bad, but my death was not in sacrifice. It, it was not in vain. No. I did manage to allow you to win the campaign for us mm-hmm. through my death and my taking all of through the big your hits. noble sacrifice. Ah, that's a fun game. It is a fun game. I'm intrigued to play through it again at some point in the future as different characters. Same. And to play some of those homebrew extra campaigns. Mm-hmm. Um... It's a good game. It's a good game. It's a very it's... tough game, even on easy. It's, yeah, it's 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 very difficult. It doesn't like you very much. But I've played a few, you. Yeah, few board games that don't like you very much, and yeah, it's um, it's a uh, the only thing I would really say that is an issue with with Arkham Horror LCG is it's a bit of a pig to set up. But yeah. apparently not as big of a pig to set up as the previous oh, situation. Watching that like thirty minute video <laughs> of the board game, like this seems comparatively simple. <laughs> Yes, it does. Yeah, like it's there's there's a lot of things where looking back on it, it's like we would have had to get much more of a move on, particularly in that second campaign, mm. to have really stood a chance to do the third one the way it was intended to be done. I think it feels like if if we'd made slightly different choices and gone slightly different directions, yeah, then we would have had a much easier time in Act Three. But there was no way of knowing that. Yeah, I in in hindsight, it's easy to say. Act 2 is the one where we weren't moving fast enough and it caused problems going forward. I mean, how would we ever have known? No, there's no way to know, but if we play through with other characters, definitely we at least know, like, we need a snappy pace. If there's a do as much as you can before the clock runs out, fucking run. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, because that set us on the back foot in a lot of ways, because I'd lost sanity from burning the house down. Yes. And then there was, uh, I think I lost another sanity for something that happened in Act 2 as well. Yes. I will say, Act 3 had a great win condition that carried over all the way from Act 1, that yeah. we didn't we didn't do that, but it would have been a great way to finish that campaign. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, that had, if, if we'd got as far as that, it would have been like, yay, we fixed the thing! Woo. Yeah, I, I like that there are multiple ways to complete that campaign that we haven't yeah. seen. Yeah, I mean, there's still all the locations we didn't go to. Yeah. Um, I mean, and some of them in the campaigns we played, we, there were just yeah. locations we like, didn't get time I'm, to get to. I'm curious what would have happened if, say, we didn't burn the house down, if we left before midnight, if we got more of those uh, cultists, if we did that alternate win condition in the third act. Ooh. I'm curious how that would have played out. I think there were like four different resolutions for the end. So yeah. Who knows what could have actually happened there. It's, but yeah, it's we, a cool we've game. We've reached our canon ending. Yeah. Mm, what about you? Have you played anything else? Uh, I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. Yeah. Because the world's a bit grim right now and I needed something a bit happy, smiley... Yeah. Just gentle. Some outside. Yeah. Some outside. Um, so I've been playing through Animal Crossing New Horizons, which is the new one that came out on uh, Friday. It's like four or five days ago when we're recording this. And basically you're dropped on a, on a deserted island with two other animal companions, build a tent, eventually build a house, make a museum, collect a bunch of things to go in the museum, make money, buy stuff to furnish your island... 
make friends with fantasy creatures, and I've been having lots of fun with it. Um, uh, I like some changes to uh, certain aspects of the game more than others. Um, I like that Tom Nook has become less of an asshole over time. <laughs> um, I give Tom Nook a lot of shit for being a landlord who the second you pay off your debts uh, without asking will usually just upgrade your house and go you're back in debt now. Uh, in this one, he doesn't do that. If you pay off your debts, he's like, you're not in debt. That's chill. Do you, do you want a bigger house? If so, I'm I'm happy to make it for you. He, he makes a point to point out. Zero percent interest, no repayment period. Just, I'm not going to make it bigger again unless you pay me back, but like... You could live in this forever and I won't hassle you. Um, like, he's, he's, he's getting less shitty. Mm -hmm. um, I like the setup of the island and I'm excited to eventually be able to terraform it a bit. Mm. Um, uh, one thing that I'm not so keen on is uh, there is tool durability now. Um, and it's like, it, it's not the most egregious thing in the world. Um, within a couple of days of playing, you can very easily have on hand enough resources to build, like, the mid-range version of any, any any of your tools around the island, and that'll last you probably a whole day, and it'll take maybe a minute and a half to go grab more resources if you need to build another one, like, after a day's worth of playing. I, I'm not super keen on it. Um, it's a conversation I've seen a few people have and I've had with a few people. I liked weapon. I, I know I'm. I'm not everyone agrees with this. I kind of like weapon durability in Breath of the Wild because, at the very least, like you had lots and lots of variety of things to use, and the incentive was there uh, was there to try lots of different types of weapons. Um, as a result, mm -hmm. I think that there was whether it's it's not to everyone's tastes, but I found enjoyment from that. Yeah. I don't think it benefits Animal Crossing because. It's not like when your shovel breaks, you're going to go try a different kind of shovel. Mm -hmm. No, you're going to go and grab some resources and build, rebuild the exact same shovel you had. All it's doing is making you stop what you're doing, run across town to the workbench, build a new shovel and run back to where you were. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's not ideal, but it's certainly not a deal breaker. Um... I've just been really enjoying pottering around this little island. Um, all of the animal creatures are really adorable. There's a goth sheep on my island who who gives me gave me the nickname Nightshade, and it's really adorable. And there's an elephant whose head is a teapot. Yeah. And all of these characters are really cute. And I have built a house now, and I have a bridge in town, and I have like a little hammock on the my house is on the beach, and it has a little hammock in it. When you go in my house. I've got some like album album cover art as canvases um, oh, that I got from QR codes I found on the internet. Oh, and heck. are they little... MTR? Yeah, I got some MTR. <laughs> I've got some MTR ones. I've got a trans flag yeah, uh, I... canvas on the wall. Um, a couple of bits of pixel art fan art of myself. Mm -hmm. um, I converted to put into the game, and they're in there. And I'm like, oh heck, someone did that, and now it's in my game. Uh, and I got a little, I got a little sandcastle on the, my house is on the beach, and I have a little sandcastle on the beach just outside my house, and it's really cute. And I have a, I have a big, all my trees are, are growing now, and I'm gonna be able to harvest all my, all my fruit. And I really like this game. It's just, it's very. I love you. I love you too. It's very nice to just have somewhere wholesome to just potter. Like, 
that bit of my brain that really likes just organising and sorting and doing little repetitive tasks in a very controlled environment. Um, it's the same bit of my brain that really likes shiny hunting in Pokemon. Hmm. Is very much enjoying just having this little island to potter around and be like, I'm just going to make sure I pick up all the weeds so that every all the grass is nice and I'll plant some new flowers and I'll make sure they're all symmetrical and I'll make a little path here and I can just overly organise to my heart's content. While there's cute little animals I can say hello to and yeah, it's I... very nice. So, yeah, I... Animal Crossing is never going to be for everyone, and I, I think it's it's worth noting that the first two or three days in this one are particularly slow to start drip feeding you things to do. Um, the museum in particular takes a day or so for you to be able to get the NPC to come who's going to have the museum. Then it takes them a day or so to build the museum, and you have to. I was having to stockpile little boxes of insects and fish in my house to wait until the museum opened so I could go deliver them to the museum. I thought they were just going to be in your house. No, I was I was waiting for the museum to, to open because okay. there was a tent and I brought like 15 specimens to the tent and they were like, ah, we have enough that we can open a museum. The museum's going to have to be shut while we build it for like two days. So I was like, oh, okay, but I where do I put all these things? I don't have enough room in my inventory. I guess my house is full of bugs now. <laughs> <laughs> but well, yeah, it's been really nice. Um, I've been enjoying using the little phone app that they have a little phone companion app that you can use to like type um, quicker. Yeah, to type quicker, which is the super most useful one for when visiting other people's islands. Um, a lot of people who visited my island have been really lovely and have brought a bunch of little gifts along, and I've got all the different types of fruit growing on my island now, which is really nice. Um. Uh, I have a bunch of cr uh, player-made outfits and costumes that were all really cool. Uh, I've, uh, I have an outfit where I have like a red um, flannel tartan dress with like a, a leather biker jacket over it, and it's mm -hmm. a really cute little look. That's or I can be a Team Rocket agent in a, in a Team Rocket outfit. Or... the Pokemon. <laughs> I could be Misty. I've got one from Misty from Pokemon. I got a lot of really cute outfits. Yeah, yeah. What about you? What have you been playing? Well, we played through Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, we finally got to go at that. Yes, I I have wanted to try this for a long time, but usually it's an issue of do we have the time? Do we have the sobriety to to teach me a very complicated game? Mm -hmm. uh, and we we made the thing happen. Made the thing happen. Battlestar Galactica is a real tough game. It is potentially. A tough game. It feels like it has a lot of flaws in it, and the more I play it, the more I'm spotting that. Yes, definitely. Like, there was that phase at the end of the game where I managed to be like, okay, the Cylon is in is in the brig, and they cannot get out, and if they get out, I'm going to send them right back to the brig, and I'm just going to pop her around until I win. Yeah, so it did kind of feel like they're... There was no game left to play for the Cylon players. Yeah, there was this weird bit where it was like, I feel really bad, and I recognise that letting you out would let you continue playing the game, but also, I do not think I have any chance to win if I do that. Mm. And it felt like... It's like, following the rules of the game, it would not make sense for me to let you out. Yes. But I feel bad that you are kind of sat here not really getting to play. Yeah, I mean... It feels like that could have been solved with just a simple, like, rewrite of some of the rules. Yeah. 
Maybe um, there's some custom rules we could enact for future games to... Maybe. Um, I've maybe... heard that some of the expansions do some stuff to fix yeah. some of the issues. Maybe like a limit to how many turns you can be stuck on stuck in the brig, much like something like Monopoly, where there's only, like, if you're still in jail after three turns, uh, you get turfed out. Yeah, I feel, I feel like a Cylon should be able to just be like, that's it, I'm going back to the... Yeah. The, the resurrection ship now. And okay, you'll have to spend a, a, a turn being stuck at the resurrection ship and moving. Yeah, I feel like there are ways to get around that. Also, it's... rewriting that rule so that you can't bring yeah. someone from the, the Cylon ship. Potentially, yeah. Because that feels like a really weird move. Yeah, but like the card said, pick a player and it's... move their character to the brig. Yeah. Like, there was nothing on the card to say I couldn't move the Cylon to the brig. No. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it's it's it, it's a fun game, but I, I feel like yeah, there are some holes in it. And I the still, more I play it, the more I see them. I still enjoy the core conceit mm. of um, trying to work out who amongst your players may or may not be a Cylon. Mm. Who? Um, it was a lot of fun trying to to nail that down. I I did not see the Cylon coming. I was I was. Caught unawares. Ooh. Ah. Have you played anything else this week? Uh, I played a few other things. Um, mm-hmm. I started playing through Legend of Bumbo, oh. which is the new Ed McMillan uh, Binding of Isaac universe thing. Yeah. Uh, so for anyone who's unaware of this, it's set in the same world as the Binding of Isaac, so expect lots of... Ah, uh, here's some blood and here's some poo. Uh, sort of gameplay. You play as this character called Bumbo. Bumbo's very got a very simple set of desires. He has his bag of trash and he has his one coin and he likes his coin. And someone stole his coin. <laughs> so he's had to go down into the sewers and he's fighting all the monsters because he wants his coin back. And it's a puzzle game. Uh, there's no timers involved, which is kind of nice. Um... It's kind of like a, a puzzle quest kind of thing, where you're doing puzzle gameplay to fight enemies on, on the okay, other half yeah, of the screen. Yeah, yeah. Um, enemies will be in one of like three lanes, mm-hmm. um, left, middle, or right, and then sort of move towards the bottom of the screen as they get closer to you. And you've got all these various symbols down the bottom that you're basically trying to match for to get uh, to gain uses of, like, four bones might be one type of attack, or four... Pieces of poo might be a defensive thing you can throw in your way to block an incoming at- attack. And um, you do this by rotating columns or rows. Um, and anything that goes off the screen will come back on the other it end. Wraps, yeah. yeah, it wraps. Um, so it's basically, you get bonuses for comboing, but it's about trying to get the right match fours in place to get the right attacks that you can use to stop these incoming waves of enemies. Um when it slides, does it stay there, or do you have to like, you get one move and you have to try and make? Ah, uh, it that? stays there. So you okay. could you could make a move that doesn't create a match for. Okay. Um, but you only have so many moves before the enemy attacks again. So yeah, yeah it's it's. Do you want to spend a move that might not get you anything? That uh, that move is what you're going to get on the following move. Worth it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I've not played a huge amount of it, but what I've played so far, it's really enjoyable. Um, much like The Binding of Isaac, it's you pick a character, you unlock more characters as you go. Uh, you have runs that have randomised elements, so 
you don't know which boss you're going to go up against at the end of every wave. Uh, the I, the upgrades you can pick between, you don't know which ones you're going to get offered. There's some persistent unlocks over time so that you've got more content the more you play of it. Um, it is a mechanically fun puzzle game. I really enjoy the blending of the puzzle stuff with the, the, the combat strategy. Mm-hmm. Its art style is fantastic. If you've not seen trailers for it, it's it's a 3D environment full of cardboard cutouts on sticks, basically. And they do a lot of really interesting stuff with depth of field in a 3D environment using 2D characters. Mm. Um, it's, a really, it's a really cool little game. I want to play more of it and get a better feel for it. Is it feeling any more finished than when it first released? Because I heard it was a bit Ed McMillan. Yes. So... I played like a tiny bit of it when it first uh, released, and it definitely feels, it feels more complete now. Mm. Um, I've obviously not played enough to know like it could just abruptly stop in a bit, but like right now it feels like a a, a game that it, it doesn't feel like I'm purchasing something unfinished. Yeah. At the second, it it feels decently complete enough. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. What about you? Have you played anything else? Yeah, I think I played. I played a bunch more Roller Champions with you. Yes, uh, I also played more Roller Champions. Uh, how did you get on with it? I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to seeing what the final game is like and how egregious the uh, the spending system is. Yes. How bad that shop. If if those coins and the prices of things are representative of what was in the alpha, it doesn't seem too bad to buy to buy new in-game stuff. Well, we'll see how much you have to buy with real world money. Oh, please, please have it be like the thing where you, everything is purchasable with coins that you earn in game. Please, yeah, that's that'd be nice. Have sixty different currencies. Yeah, I, some items only available with. I them. really hope not, but uh, we'll see. But yeah, I I played a bunch more of that, and I'm getting really into playing it in squads with people over Skype. Like, I wanna, I wanna get like a group of ten or so people so if I ever feel like playing it I can be like right who from who from the group is online that I can hop on with mm. like uh, I have I have I have a few people that I, I've been really enjoying playing with and I had a good squad yeah I have a good squad mm-hmm. uh, me and uh, Connie Dono were, were really getting into it we were playing some really solid matches together yeah. um I'm really into that game mm-hmm. uh, I've joined the discord for it and I'm sort of Curiously watching along at how development progresses, but I I really like that game. Yeah, it was really good fun. Yeah. yeah. Anything else? Uh, I've got a couple of others to rattle off nice and quick. Um, I finished Persona Five Royale. Mm-hmm. Um, I I can say that. What do I say? <laughs> I I I think that the the additional story content at the end of that game is really interesting. Gives that universe a good sense of closure and i think the the villain in the third semester is that their motivations are really interesting they're definitely quite different to any other sort of foe that has been faced in that game um i still think that the new playable character is weirdly sort of forced into the narrative and that's that's a bit odd um i think it's a bit odd that they don't impress on you the importance of a couple of specific characters who you really need to build up your social links with if you're going to access the the new content. Mm. It feels very weird that you could play 100 hours of that game and just not get the new content. Um, yeah. It's a bit odd. And 
I still have some problems with some of the bits of content in that game. I don't think that their changes to the homophobic scene really help, helped. Um, but, like, it's a game that I already think is pretty fantastic. That, like, there is a huge amount of very polished, very enjoyable video game in there. And this re-release... There's, there's more of the good video game in the good video game and some of the mechanical problems they fixed and this is definitely the best way to experience it if you're going to play Persona 5. It's, it is a very, there's nothing quite like Persona 5 and this took a game that was already pretty fantastic with a few minor blemishes and made it a better game so yeah just go in, just go in with the knowledge if there's a couple of shitty scenes that you might have to grin and bear through otherwise it's a great game. Uh, other than that, I started playing a game called Rhythm of the Gods, which is a music rhythm game by a UK-based indie team of uh, game development students. Oh. I believe they were students from the University of Norwich. Um, uh, the, 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 the developer team is called Lyalark. It's basically a, a game in which you are doing music rhythm levels to try and out-party the gods who have been kicked out of heaven for partying too much and for kind of ruining heaven's vibe mm -hmm. and now they're partying on earth it's causing like earthquakes and tsunamis and all sorts of terrible bad stuff you jump slide uh shield block or attack in time with the music and it's really fun it's it's quite challenging right from the early levels it is not a forgiving music rhythm game and it plays around a lot with unusual time signatures that if you're someone like me that struggles to do things outside of 4-4 it's going to really tax you to, to do but it's really enjoyable very responsive it is it is a music rhythm game that feels very polished in the way it's been made it's pretty cheap and it's just come out on Switch so I've not put a huge amount of time into it but it seems well worth checking out mm. and uh, I think that's everything I've played. Have you played anything else? I played one other thing. <gasps> I remembered. Um, I've, I've loaded up a tabletop simulator. Oh! Because I was, you know, as if I didn't have a big enough choice to work out what to play on Steam. I then installed Tabletop Simulator, where I can play most board games. Pretty much any board game that has ever been made is homebrewed into there. And some of them you can buy as DLC. I know yeah. all the Tiny Epic games are available as bought DLC. Nice. But uh, yeah, I started playing some of the other Arkham Horror stuff. Give the uh, give give the other scenarios a, a look. See what do. How did you get on with the expansions and with Tabletop Simulator? Um, Tabletop Simulator is, as always, uh, I find it a bit difficult to navigate around. Yeah. Especially with a game like Arkham Horror, because there is so much on it. Hmm. Uh, I, luckily I found one that sort of automatically sets up for you It's like you click on a thing It'll be like, hey, pick a character out of this lot You can make your own decks over here You can like do this, that and the other It's like, okay, I'll I'll just pick a pre-made deck for this character And if you can set up the board for me for that <laughs> And they're still like, okay, now you need to take one of these two things And put that on the table And it's like, it's even more set up in maybe in VR it would be a bit different because you could just yeah. pick the things up and put them down but yeah it feels like just a lot of hassle to try and do it like scrolling around with a mouse like okay now I've got to get over here now I need to read this thing right what am I doing I need to mm, yeah it's a lot and having saved it last night and gone to bed having tried to come back to it this evening like 
I don't really know what's happening, and oh. I can't really work it out. Oh no! Um, but I played through the the first uh, like scenario of that, and it was like, "Yep, done." It's like, what? I I accidentally went to two different places, and 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 apparently that 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 was the they scenario. were exactly the right places. You just accidentally uh, the second one was the right place. Oh, you like, just you accidentally into ending that bit of yeah. campaign. It's like, oh, okay. That would have felt like not worth it to have set the board up. I mean, yeah. If I'd gone there first, that would have been like, oh, okay. And I, I got the impression, having completed it, that there was like stuff I should have also. Was, was seen. it? Was it? It's over now, or was it? If you'd like to move on to the next act, it you was, can. But like, you can turn back and look around other places, and um, there's was, probably useful things to find. It was. You have found this character. That's it. End of this scenario. Move on to the next one. It feels so weird that you could just move to one location and just the thing's over. Yeah. I think there might have been like a, te- a, a skill check while I was in there. But I didn't know what it was going to achieve. And it was like, oh, okay. I I guess I've done this and some people are dead that I didn't even know about. <laughs> hmm. Okay, sure. How odd. Yeah. Uh, I started playing the second one, which seems a lot more complicated. Yeah. So much so that I'm a bit lost on what's happening now, and I might just give it up and just get the actual physical version. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the the art is nice. The, the story is interestingly written. Mm. I am curious how the rest of it expands. But I'm curious as well. See soon enough. Yeah. Ooh. Well then, is that everything we've played? I believe that is everything. Well then, time for this. Well dear, I think in the face of all of this, I think we've got to do more to help our community. Indeed, indeed. I'm not thinking about trying to make profit. I think we should just be doing something good for our fellow humans. Exactly, and I've heard that breweries can do something in the way of making their own hand sanitizer. Oh, yes, yes, because it's, it's, it's basically alcohol with some sort of gelling agents and whatnot. Yes, and yes. I thought, if they can do it, so can we. We can. So can we, because... I don't know about you, but I feel like I've got enough alcohol in my cupboard to fuel the nation's hand sanitizer shortage. A couple of times over, we could probably start working on America's hand sanitizer shortage too, perhaps. Well, possibly even globally. Globally, I, I might have to. I might have to get the special reserve out for that. But I, I, if we stretch it, we can probably do globally. I think we could probably do globally. I think we've got enough sherry, and I am very much looking forward to having. Shitty hand sanitizer. Oh, exactly. My hands are going to smell wonderful. Wonderful. Well, they will make me a bit thirsty for a tipple. Well, we're going to have to wait a little for that. It's all going in the hand sanitizer, dear. Not all of it. I've got the super special reserve. Oh, goodness. Even after the global. I'm (laughs) glad you thought ahead, dear. Hello. Wake up! <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> Mum? No, I'm a monster! <sighs> what are you doing in my room? I've come to scare and terrify you! Mm. With my, my big sharp claws and my pointy teeth and my terrifying visage! <sighs> Haven't you ever seen anything like me? <sighs> I mean... I've seen Boris Johnson. 
Okay, that's fair, but I'm going to attack you with my big sharp claws! I mean, it might solve some of the problems going on at the moment. What, 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 what do you want about it? You're supposed to be terrified of me! I mean, I'm more bothered about whether or not you've washed your hands recently, to be honest. Well, I mean, of course I have a basic common courtesy. And the face mask, I think, is probably showing that you are at least attempting to self-isolate. Oh, well, yes, it's why I grew my claws so long, so that I could stab you without having to, you know, bring my face within a metre of yours. Probably for the safest, but you should probably make it a bit longer than that. Maybe, I mean, to be honest, the state of the world right now, you are the least of my problems, I'll be, I'll be honest. If anything, I mean, it's nice to have a bit of company, but I hope we're not planning to essentially go on anywhere else, because I've only been in quarantine for a week, so I don't know. Ugh. I might have it. I don't know right now. Ugh. I probably should have uh, listened to the boss and uh, taken that three weeks off scaring, probably. I mean, probably? Do you want me to set the spare room up for you? I mean, if you don't mind. Yeah, we're running out of toilet roll, though. That's alright, I I brought some, I was going to menacingly wave it at you. I didn't really think that one through. No. Well, welcome to quarantine. So, <gasps> what have you put in your eyes? Uh, we've been... Eyes? eyes. Oh, well, we've continued watching more Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Yeah, we have. That continues to be a really good show. Yeah, it does. Uh, we watched some some really interesting episodes. We watched the uh, the the one with uh, Jadzia Dax and the ex wife, and the definitely not an episode about about lesbians and and a trans person and forbidden relationships. Forbidden. That's his forbidden. Uh, yeah, that was a really good one. I really liked the one we watched tonight about um, Cisco wrestling with whether he wants to be the emissary or not. Yeah, he spent so much time being like, I don't want to be the emissary, I hate being and the emissary. Someone else shows up and goes, hey, I'm going to be the emissary. And like... <laughs> he was make... immediately like, but... but Yeah, I don't want to be the emissary. I want to be the emissary. I don't want to be the emissary, but I don't want you fucking things up. So, uh, fine, I'll be the emissary. Fine. Uh... I, I, I like the one where Cisco was lost in time and we had the, the Jake episode. Yeah, that was an Old, Old Man Jake was a really nice episode. Very sad. Oh, yeah. So sad. It was, it was a real heartbreaker, that one. So well done. Yeah. yeah they, they, they acted the shit out of that one. Yeah, they, they tugged at some heartstrings. I feel like season four, like, has been real... It really steps his game up. Yeah, it's it's hit like a real run of very high quality episodes with very few duds. Yeah, uh, the uh, military coup on Earth. Oh, yeah. Oh. I think just in general, season four, the show has really hit its stride. Rom's union? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's worked out what it wants to be and what its most interesting stories are. And then it's most interesting when it's telling allegorical stories about real world issues that are fairly timeless and still applicable a few decades later. Yeah, I mean, isn't that what Star Trek do? Well, I mean, that's what Star Trek do when it's good. And it's... I feel like Deep Space Nine has finally worked out, ah, this is how we do the good allegory episodes. Do you, do you think they managed to kick Rick Berman out of the... Uh, the like, <laughs> yeah, just go go for, go for a coffee, Rick. We'll sort this out. Don't worry. Don't you, don't you no, worry we about it. No, we won't do any of it while you're gone. Fuck, we've got to write the whole season in the next 20 minutes. Quick, while he's gone. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far, and we're getting sort of hints of mines, so maybe this means the minefield's going up soon? Yeah, yeah, we've we've definitely had some mines happening, and that's going to be interesting. I'm curious. What, what about you? What have you been watching? Uh, really only things with you. Um, yeah, same. So yeah, we, we watched more Steven Universe Future. Yeah, there's only like three or four episodes of that left. Uh, it's... By the time you hear this, we will have seen all of Steven Universe. Um, that show's really stepping up the Steven has PTSD story arc. Yeah, it's getting a much harder watch, I must admit. I mean, it's been a hard watch at times in the past, but like yeah, it's it's not re- so consistently. Yeah, it's it's really getting. I'm I'm glad that like some of the story arcs from the start of Steven Universe Future that I thought they'd sort of done and put away have come back round. Like, mm. I'm glad Jasper's had some more screen time and been relevant again. Mm-hmm. Um, My gosh, I did not expect them to push Steven as far as they did in the here is what Steven is doing while sort of emotionally compromised. Mm. Um... I'm very curious to see how they're going to resolve that, because Stephen really needs a Stephen. Stephen needs a Stephen to show up and, and... Talk through his problems. Yeah. He 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 needs someone to do what he did for everyone else, but he can't do it for himself and they can't do it for him. Yes. And apparently the diamonds can't do it for him either. Yeah, yeah. It's... It's a, it's a lot. Yeah. I... This poor child. Going back to season one is gonna like when rewatching this eventually. It's gonna be heartbreaking. But let's do it anyway. Yeah, because like I know we said this the other week when we saw that episode where it's like here is Stephen talking to a doctor about his <laughs> uh, his, the, his all the ex- times he nearly died. Just just his experiences in season one nearly dying repeatedly and how traumatic that was. And I'm like, yeah. oh no, oh no, this this baby's getting 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 broken. Oh, poor baby. Oh, poor lad. Poor child. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm real curious how they're going to... They've only got, like, three, four episodes to wrap this up. Eee. Ugh. Uh, you watched anything else? Um, I don't think so. It's not been a watch-heavy week. I, I watched one other thing, and I, I've probably talked about it on here before, but I re-watched One Strange Rock, that National Geographic uh, virtual reality YouTube video. Yeah, you did. Yeah, that that's always a heck of an experience. Um, oh. For anyone who's never seen it, it is a VR YouTube video that is um, filmed in space. Parts of it are filmed on the International Space Station. Parts of it are filmed just floating in space. And it's people who've been to space talking about their experiences of how weirdly... How it changes your mindset to view the Earth from a distance and how you're... The things that seem important and the timescale on which you understand the Earth just kind of shift over time. Um, it's a real fascinating video that was was all the more beautiful and touching this time round than even previous watches. I come back to it every now and then. I've, I've been saying for a while, I need to come back to that and really see mm, what it can do. Really and appreciate it in a different mindset. Indeed, and I did, and it was a very moving experience. Mm, humbling, some would <laughs> say. Indeed, it, it stuck with me. Yeah. Uh, I think that's really all I've watched this week. It's yeah. it's just been a catching up on stuff kind of week. It's not mm-hmm. been a really a week for new things. It's been a, it's been a, a soft and squishy and, and familiar and 
queer and pleasant. Thank you. Very yeah, much. with with the world being the way it is right now, I think we're doing a degree of comfort viewing of just things we already know, things we're ready for. Oh, we did watch more Picard. We did watch more. We watched the new Picard. Yeah, there's only one, one episode left. Yeah, it'll be over. That also will be over by the time you hear this episode. Yeah. But um. Yeah, the final act they've set up is quite a thing. I like mm-hmm. how they've sort of recontextualized the big um the big Scanning. message that has been sort of driving the series forward. Ooh. Um I'm really curious to see how they wrap that narrative up with only an episode left. Or are they just going to do a uh, like part 1 now and part 2 Whenever. No, please give this a firm conclusion at the end of season one. Don't be like that. Star Trek does like its two parts between series. I know, but I don't want them to do that. <laughs> I don't like it. I want to know what happened. Give me an answer. <laughs> Let me feel that something concluded. Yeah, I mean, I, I watched a video about how to use that knitting loom thing, and I oh, knitted... Yeah. A scarf question mark slash arm warmer slash leg warmer. Initially the world's shortest scarf. Initially the world's shortest scarf. It was barely long enough for smudge. Yeah, it's more of a tail cosy for smudge. <laughs> um but yeah, I I, I had a, a, a years ago I bought these two like loom um knitting kits from like the pound shop, I think it was. Because I was mm. trying to give up smoking and I wanted something to do with my hands. Yeah. Um, and the other day I was sort of sat at home next to a, a cupboard that I don't normally sit near. And I was like, huh, let's see what's in here. Look in the craft Ooh. cupboard. Here, here in the craft cupboard is some knitting stuff. So I, I knitted the thing according to the instructions and I went, yeah, this was never going to be a scarf, was it? And then the second one was like a bobble person. It was supposed to be like a, a, a some kind of bear or something. But it gave you the same instructions as it gave the scarf. Yes. So you just used the, the wool to make more scarf. I just used the wool to make more scarf. It, ga- it gave me identical instructions. <laughs> it didn't explain how like long you were supposed to make things to make the arms and legs for this thing. How How you were supposed to do the face. How you were supposed to fasten it in such a way that the heads and and I suppose it's yeah, us. Yeah, they it's... taper. How are they supposed to taper? That's not explained. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and I ended up having to watch a YouTube video for how to even start the thing because the instructions were not clear. No. And looking at the picture, I have definitely done the same stitch as I would have done if I'd followed the actual instructions. Yeah. So... Well, you now have a big thing of wool and you'll, you're going to try and make a scarf. I'm going to make a we... second leg warmer. Oh, heck. It's, it's slightly warmer than the leg warmers I currently wear. Nice. Yeah. I think that's everything we've watched, yeah. is it? Well then, time for this. Mm-hmm. Lola, I've got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, well, in this time of trouble, how about building a website? Considering that no one's allowed to leave the house right now, I feel like that's the only way that, that most businesses are going to survive, is to have an online presence, I think. Yeah. So, everyone's been sent home, so yeah. we can't really assist you with anything, but if you want the website, TM, yeah. cubespace.lol.net yeah. is the site for you to get the website, w- TM. Will, will I get, like, a discount or something? No. No? They haven't raised the prices, so there's no pr- price gouging, 
But there's no reduction right now. They 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 know that everyone needs the needs the a website. Yeah, and to be honest, they are still paying their stuff, but they have sent them home. Well, they I do need a website. The web the website. No, I do need the you, website. You can upload your own pictures, but you can't change the font or the layout or or anything. Yeah, it's more of a blog. Give uh, space! Yay! Inside the boardroom of Electronic Actor Softworks. Hi, hi, hi. hi. How's, uh, how's how's business been uh, going for you? Well, you know, it's uh, been a bit of a concern. The government has tried to shut us down. Well, uh, on what grounds would they shut us down? Well, apparently there's some flu thing that's killing off poor and old people, but I mean, do we ever care about poor that? and old people aren't, aren't people. They don't buy our games. Right, right. So they've said the only people that can stay open are essential services. Well, we're clearly an essential service. Right? I mean, who else is keeping people entertained? Exactly. I have seen some arguing we should be sending workers to work from home, but how can we flog them if they're not here? Right. I mean, I need to flog at least the interns. Yeah. If not the coders. Exactly, exactly. And the art department. Exactly. I can't whip them over a VPN virtual conference call. Yeah, I mean, unless they're going to invent some kind of teleflogics or something. What if we whip our coders until they invent it? I mean, we could certainly try that. We could tell people that it's for part of the solution to the the big problem at the moment. We could uh, get them to donate some of their, uh, like, GPU or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have had one thought about this whole lend them work from home thing. Right. Less money spent on offices. That's more money in our pockets. I like the money. But how will I feel really important if I'm not standing at the top of a large glass building? I mean, you do make a very valid point. If I'm not stood in a very big glass building every day, I will not be able to feel important. Yeah, I mean, I need my corner office. I need someone to flog. Exactly. That is what I was promised when Daddy got me into this business. Indeed, indeed. And if if I can't look out the window and see uh, people... Coming into work despite the fact it puts them at risk of death. I don't oh, feel I like I'm that. exactly. I don't feel like I've done a good, honest day's work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that's the important thing. We have to, you know, keep going in the face of adversity. Where's that? Uh, what the English would call like a blitz spirit. Yeah, we can't let the virus see that we're scared of it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not scared of no virus. No. <coughs> yeah, I've been uh, having a similar. Thing. I might have to just... Where's my gun? So, <gasps> what has you listened to? Uh, we listened to a bunch of music on Saturday night because Good. we couldn't go out because, you know, social responsibility and social distancing. And and the party we were supposed to be going to yeah. got cancelled. So we were like, you know what? If we can't go out to the party, we'll bring the party to us. The party we were going to was going to live stream, like, here's our music, and that didn't happen. Yeah, their setup wouldn't work. Yeah, but it's fine, because we had our own music. What did we listen to? Uh, so we, we started the night with the album uh, Talamasca, A Brief History of Goa Trance. Mm-hmm. That is always a good way to start the night. There's, yeah. some, there's some fantastic tracks on it. Some proper bangers. It's it's a little over an hour and it like it, it mixes beautifully from track to track. Yeah, and it, it's it's some good uplifting trance. Uh, and we listened, 
Yeah, we listened to uh, 1200 Micrograms. Their self-titled album. Yep, it is It is an album where all of the tracks are named, they're named after drugs. <gasps> naughty, naughty, very, very naughty. naughty. <laughs> oh, for 45 minutes we listened to Le Petit Fumé. We did. Uh, that that was that was pretty 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 magical. I love Le Petit Fumé. Yeah. Um, what was the album? Uh, uh, Thunderbirds. Al Rising. Al Rising. Oh, is that what it's called? It says Le Petit Fumé Thunderbird. Oh, we also listened we to. Listen to oh, okay. We loaded that one up and didn't listen to it. We listened <laughs> to Al Rising. Uh, so many different instruments layered on top of each other. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing f- what you can do with a live set. I've seen them live. Yeah. It's nice to see like acoustic instruments it's, used to make chants. It's a fascinating audio soundscape to like pick the different things layering over each other. Mm-hmm. Great if you just want to listen to like how can you layer some instruments to make something greater than the sum of its parts. Indeed. Uh, we also listened to some chilled step. Yeah, we listened to uh, Killy Guru's Human, a track we've talked about on here before as well. Yep. And then uh, moved on to uh, Bass Nectar's Immersive Music Mixtape Side 1. Bass Nectar's phenomenal. Yeah. Real, real fantastic understanding of how to music. How hold music, though. And I really love that album particularly. Like, I love that version of um, Feeling Good, that version of uh, Where Is My Mind. Is that the album that that Feeling Good is on? It opens with Feeling Good. Oh, that's... It's such a phenomenal track that it's so well done and yeah. the drop's not what you think it's no on on a good pair of speakers it's mm. it moves the soul that god it does yeah uh we had some oscar schuster yeah um oh god i can't pronounce it snueland snueland uh very very beautiful uh Sort of found sounds lots of music boxes and typewriters and things yeah lo- lots of lots of sounds you don't usually combine to make music out of yeah. put to very good effect yeah. oh we had a bit of trans global underground uh, yeah uh, Templehead yeah Templehead and Great we we, re- we revisited the story of, of you hearing that coming across the field <laughs> and having to go we I have th- to go I, like, I thought we were finishing this one. we have to go <laughs> uh, um, Talpa White Clouds uh, and Going Home, both great trance tracks. Uh, we went back to some Talamasca for a bit. Yeah, we did. Uh, the Psychedelic Trance full playlist. Yep. Um, all of these are available on uh, on YouTube. Yeah. And then we finished the night with some Spongle. Spongle? Live at Ozone. Yeah, that was that was quite an, a night of music we, we, we went through. Yeah, it oh. was it was a lovely night. Got to listen to some good tunes. Yeah, have a bit of a wiggle around the living room. Yep, have have a good appreciative of the music we were listening to. Appreciate, appreciate. Yeah. Mm. What about you? Have you listened to anything else? Uh, listen to a bunch more Magnus Archives. I think uh. I'm at the nearly at the end of season three. I'm I'm way behind you, but I finally found some time to be listening as well. I'm like eleven episodes in now, mm-hmm. so like. I'm I'm starting to get that ball rolling. That's a real good podcast, right? I'm only 104 episodes up in front of you. <laughs> I'm never going to catch you up. I don't yeah. have the time, but like, oh, that podcast is real good. Yeah, um, some very early episodes of it that I really enjoyed. I loved the one about the vampire hunter. Yeah, um, that is a cool spin on vampires. Huh? Yeah, it's a cool spin on the mythos. I really like the twist of sort of where that story sort of got cut short mm-hmm. um there's a really interesting one i was listening to today about uh, someone who was having 
dreams that were leading them to people who were about to die and yes. them giving their report to someone who was like, hey, so... I know I you had... don't accept reports on dreams, yeah, but, but like, I kind of had this dream about you. About you dying and like, that's a whole, that's a whole thing. Um, and, I, and the whole thing about like how that affects the city and how that person notices that these things are connected by yeah. stuff. I, I really like the sort of, it's starting to drop some hints about longer series villain types. Um, oh, there was a great one about a, a woman who was like people watching someone else's house through her window. Um, and at some point a thing crawls into someone that person's window and replaces them and no one seems to notice that it's not them uh, and they and the the thing that has replaced this person seems aware of the fact she's been watching them and that oh it's real good and creepy and yeah they've got a real way with with adding just enough little details at the end of stories to be mm-hmm. like you think you understand what it's gonna be and then they just just that one little extra detail that really sells it. Well, there was the one that ended with the the teeth. Yes, and we were both like, they they're all gonna, they're all going to be from the same person or something. Yes, they're all be from the same person. And it's like twist. Oh, I mean, it's very much in the same vein, but but like it's I that's, didn't expect that. That's it. Like you think you know what the twist is going to be, and they just change the twist just yeah, enough to. <laughs> To go that tiny step beyond the expected. <laughs> oh, they're real. They're real good. They're real good. Yeah, I think I've just started episode 116. Um, yeah, it's it's gone a lot, lot further away from Jonathan Sims talking, recording, uh, like the individual statements to almost like a full cast drama with like all these different characters and like different players from different factions um without spoiling anything like the description of the 14 today that i listened to was like oh that's that's really interesting and the idea that they're talking about not all of this has to be related to humans you know um none of this will mean anything to you right now but like yeah i really liked that sort of idea of like it's bigger than the archive. It's bigger than certainly bigger than Jonathan Sims. It's bigger than a lot of the players you've seen, and it's yeah. certainly bigger than humanity. I'm I'm curious where it's all going because right now I'm very much enjoying its current form, where it is just disconnected short stories from varying perspectives. Um, disconnected are they though? Well that's that's the thing. Maybe they're more connected than I know but right, right now I'm enjoying just, I'm going to jump in for a ten minute story that like I don't have to, I don't feel like I have to remember anything from any previous episodes. Mm. Yeah, uh, I mean that's what I was loving about it at the beginning too. Yeah, we'll see. Well, At some point I will hit the bit where that shifts and we'll see where it goes, how I feel about it then. Well, but, it's, uh, it's been nice occasionally listening to episodes with you and just going, <gasps> this thing was dropped so much sooner than I thought. Yeah, yeah. Well, I already know that some things are going to be more eventful than they... They're not going to be as one-off as they seem. You, you've you let me in on the fact that a character I thought was dead is going to show up again. Apologies. Oh, no, it's, a, it's okay. I but forgot my, how that ended, to yeah, be honest. My, my point is, like, 
clearly there's more to some of these stories than I'm aware of, and I'm curious how I'm going to respond when that happens, but um, oh, I just keep thinking of individual stories I really <laughs> like to get. I really like the one about the wall with the piper, mm. and the person who just hears the pipes going and then people die, and mm-hmm. he did his whole war poetry. Like, that's a fascinating one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot, that story. It, it is, yeah. Have you got to the one about the um, the field medic? I don't... If that's not the World there's, War One one with the paper, I don't no, think there's, so. No, there's one with, a, like, a field hospital um, and sort of telling this story um, about a patient. And it's like, that's a lot. I, I don't believe I've gotten to that one okay. yet, then. But... Gosh, the Magnus Archives is good. I'm. I apologize to. <laughs> I apologize to my friends. Cough, cough. Kida, who have been trying to get me to listen to this for <laughs> so long, and I've just not gotten around to it. I'm sorry that I didn't heed your recommendations sooner. Uh, I'm kind of glad I didn't heed anyone sooner. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm going to be much closer to just doing the whole thing in one sitting. Yeah. By having gone at it at the pace I have. Or, that... or or started as late as I have because I still have a feeling that like just trying to work it out time wise if every series is forty episodes, I've probably still got another year's worth of stuff to come. Yeah, well, if if nothing else, I'm starting to listen to it at a time when I might actually have some free time here and there because I can't leave the bloody house. Mm-hmm. Except for your one mandated exercise a day, Indeed. and I'm not sure you can go jogging to the Magnus. Oh, office. I did today. I jogged to the wow. Magnus Archives today. Ugh, I was, I was like, chasing I was me. like, the episode's like 25 minutes long. That's about the length of what I expect my run to be. Yeah. So I had a run to... It was the one about the, the man having his dreams, about people dying. I I, I had a run to that. Cheery. Sunshine, <laughs> bright, sunny day, having a good jog to... <laughs> I well, saw I mean, the death. The, the, the death. problem is going for a run is my free time to listen to audio yeah. where I don't feel any obligation to work. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that's everything I've listened to. I think that's everything I've listened to. Well then, time for this. For this. Things to do at home while you're socially isolating. There are many things you can attempt to do during your time of social isolation which you are doing for the good of all humanity. Why not take up a craft like knitting, starting a vegetable garden, or footworking? Why not make something nice for your neighbours? Or build a guillotine for the oncoming socialist revolution? You too can play your part in society. <sighs> Drifted along. Nice day for it. <sighs> oh, hello. Hello, it's me. The sun? It's me, the sun. Hi. But you, you've got your hat on. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming out today. Hip, 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 hooray. Hip, 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 hooray, did you? Yeah. You've, we've not seen you in months. Oh, no, it was, it was, it was, it was awful. People everywhere. I'm, 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 I'm a bit shy, don't you know? I don't, I'm, I'm a bit, I'm a bit nervous of all them ones down there that are always, always get so excitable when I come out. I wish they'd just pay me a little less attention. I mean that's understandable. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit much. I get a bit stage fright. Aww. But 
Everyone's gone inside. Yeah, well, I'm very glad to have you out, friend. Yeah, I'm hoping this means I can have a few weeks outside and just have a few weeks to myself. Yeah, have a, have a few weeks to yourself, treat yourself. Because in, in this time of social distancing, I can't really be around if everyone's around. If everyone's gone back in, I can go out, I suppose. Yeah, it's. I'm, I'm glad that you're getting the opportunity. Yeah. That is a smashing hat. Oh, thank you. I like it. I hope, hope no one looks out their windows and sees it. Because no. it's my hat. It's your hat. Yeah. Hip, 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 hooray. <laughs> Questions, I have questions. Ask questions. Um, Kendra Goodell asks, when spending a week or more indoors with your lovely lovelies, do you prefer to have sporadic, ecstatic bursts of lovemaking during specific t- periods of time, or would you rather spend the whole time just cuddling heavily with the occasional extra flair? <laughs> I think we are consistent cuddlers. Mm-hmm. We are, we are like, we enjoy spending lots of time in each other's presence just being like, here is here is my hand. Will you do a hold, please? I will do a hold. Or okay. I will just do a stroke of your hair. I'm gonna put my head near yours, and I'm gonna pet your head a bit. And I'm gonna pet your head and stroke your fuzzy bit. Yeah, we 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 very much like to just have consistent like. Hello, mm. we are doing separate things, but here is some contact. I am here, and I love you, and I wish to be touching on on you because I love you, and contact is nice. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of that. We we are consistently low level lovey dovey on each other. Yeah. Arachnovolt Silk Mason's Arachnovolt Silk Matron's Asset asks, "What's a uniquely American food item that you always wanted to try?" Oh, saltwater taffy. Saltwater taffy is definitely one. I don't know what biscuits and biscuits are in the in the sentence biscuits and gravy. I think they're like, um, like scones. Maybe like savory, possibly and a bit floofier. I've always been curious about bits of biscuits and gravy as as a thing. I don't entirely understand what it is. It looks like a, a floofy scone in gravy. I'll be yeah, honest. it looks like it, but I'm 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 like I I I want to know. I can see if I can find a recipe. I want I I, I don't know if I care that much. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I want to go out of my way for it, but, like, I'm curious. You wouldn't have to. I'll, I'll cook them for you if you want. Uh, I'm not convinced I would enjoy them, is the thing, but I'm... I'm I, I, I just want to understand. Why is this bread covered in gravy? <laughs> yeah, what is... Well, like, I've known people who've sopped up gravy using bread. I am guilty of this. Yeah. Like, I enjoy I, gravy. I understand the mixture of carb and gravy. It's just... Not carbon gravy. That would be bad. <laughs> Just the the sentence biscuits and gravy confuses me, and I need to I need to put it to rest in my brain. It's like the, the cheddar biscuits, the unique cheddar biscuits. Oh, you don't like cheese? No, no. I'm not a big cheese person. Uh, James Dungeon Kitty asks: White bread or dark bread? Both have their place. I enjoy mm. both of them. I mean, how dark are we talking? Because there are some pretty pretty hard, dense. Like, like yeah, brown yeah. bread, seeded loaves. No, well, not even like a seeded loaf. Like there's some. Um, or just like a whole meal. I don't where... like uh, some of those Scandinavian breads that are like oh. really dark brown and very flat. Yeah, sort of verging on the on the sourdough end of the scale almost. Uh, I do like a sourdough. Yeah, a few it, times. Here's the it. thing: I like white bread mainly because like. I like the knowledge that if I needed to, I could just squish it down into a very condensed, just very starchy. Like, I have many times in my life just been like, I'm just going to have a condensed ball of of glutinous white bread. 
that is the thing occasionally. It. It's not a not a not a common thing, but like you can't really do that with a seeded loaf. No, but like I think I like the different breads for different things. Yeah, like I enjoy like white bread for like uh like beans on toast. Yeah, but if I want just a slice of toast, I like I would like like uh, like a multi grain toast. I I like a multi grain or a seeded for something like mm-hmm. um for like a fake meat slice. For like um something like that, I could do like a whole grain because it, it gives a bit of texture. Um, I like those also with um like um like smoked salmon. Yeah, or you, vegan smoked salmon. You can't do seeded loaves with the sort of holes in them for anything that is too spreadable, goopy. Like you can't mm. do like a marmite on them because it just drips through, gets on your hands. I mean, if it's the sort of sort that comes with like large holes in it, maybe not. But the the stuff that's sort of more evenly consistent, th- like throughout, that's really nice with like a jam or a marmalade. Maybe a jam or a marmalade, but marmite in particular has a real habit of getting through. Like I I enjoy them both for different things. Mm-hmm. I enjoy all the breads or yeah. many of the breads. I like flatbreads as well. Oh, bread in general is real good. Naan bread. Oh yeah. So someone sent me a, a link the other day for how to make like uh, a vegan bread for uh, times when there may not be bread in the shops. Indeed. <laughs> it's like so I might have to try baking some of that. Yeah. Especially since it doesn't require yeast. Yes. Baking soda apparently. <laughs> nice. nice. Those are all the questions. Well then, time for some of this. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brochure Justice Warriors. Brochure Justice Warriors? Yeah. yeah. Alright, Larry. Alright, Barry. How you doing? I'm not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Have you uh, been up to much? Uh, you know, you know. Staying, staying in the house. Staying in the house. Uh, yeah. These, these Skype calls with you have been uh, really uh, keeping me going this last week or so. Yeah, it's nice that we uh, still managed to keep uh, our community together, even if we are, you know... Uh, physically having to keep a bit of distance. It's yeah. nice to know that uh, you know socially we are still very much together. Yeah, well, I'm 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 glad that we've managed that. But it's been a bit depressing seeing how many people have just sort of been uh, you know flouting all that advice, even even as recently as you know this week with the whole lockdown going on. Well, yeah, I mean the the pubs were still full right up until you know the the final closure yeah. there. The, well, the even beaches were absolutely rammed. Well, even post that, there were photos the other the, 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 like since then of the tubes being packed. You know, people still using the tube and going everywhere. It's like. <sighs> It frustrates me how many people are not taking it seriously, even after, you know, the threat of locking down a nation. Yeah, I mean, it certainly doesn't help when you've got industries that uh, are not essential that uh, have decided to consider themselves essential. What, are you, su- are you suggesting that a sports good retailer isn't an essential business in a pandemic? <laughs> I mean, uh, for all the, the arguments they make, I, I think, you know, maybe just make the effort to point your customers towards your things store. you can do at home without... Yeah. Without having to get, you know, sporting equipment for your home. Although that might make them feel a little bit irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's not only that. You know, you've got... Uh, oh, I understand some of the game companies been trying yeah, to keep their yeah. staff in. Uh, I'm sure there is plenty of big business up called Canary Wolfway that's uh, yeah. very much about, you know, well, we need to keep keep money flowing. Yeah. Well, there was, uh, there was someone on the radio, some woman in her 70s, who was like... Oh, well, I don't care if I die. I'll go out. Why, why should I care? You know. I'm 76. I've had my life. Once. Yes. That was that, that point. The person on the radio was like, 
wouldn't you be sad if you died? It's like, no, no, it's worth going out for a day at the beach. That's worth dying for. I mean, I enjoy a nice day out, but... I not at the risk of lots of other people's lives. Yeah, it's it's it does not make you smart and clever to ignore quarantine. And if anything, the more people continue to uh, ignore quarantine, all it's going to do is drag this out. Like, if everyone abides this by the letter, three weeks from now, it's entirely possible we might be back to living somewhat more normal lives. But uh, yeah, if people keep flouting this, all they're going to do is keep tacking time on the end of it. Yeah, and therefore spoiling it for everyone. Yeah, the people who've, you know, gone to the effort of, of screwing themselves away for a few weeks to try and help themselves and others, it's got to be for naught. They're going to have to sit around even longer because you decided, oh, I don't mind if I get sick, I'm going to the beach. Yeah, certainly some of the beach scenes I've seen, especially from certain parts of America, have been very concerning, I must yeah, say. pretty terrifying. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, digital hug, mate. Yeah, digital hug. Hey. Yeah, sort of put my arms near the webcam. Yeah, I'm sort of hugging my monitor. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's not the same, but uh, it's uh, it's good to know that we are keeping connected. Yeah, time. doing what we can. Yeah, right, well, I'm going to uh, head off and put the uh, kettle on. So am I. We'll, we'll both separately have a cup of tea. Yeah. So, Laura. Me? Yeah, where can we find you on the internet, darling? Laura K. Buzz in all of the places. In Laura... all of the places. Yeah, Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. Uh, LauraKBuzz.com. Everything I publish ends up on there, be it written articles, freelance features, videos, podcasts. Um, at some point real soon, I've got a documentary thing going up. Mm. It was meant to be up this week and then it got delayed a bit but at some point that'll be up soon so keep an eye out for that mm-hmm. I probably by now will have had my Persona 5 review up on Polygon so you can check that out you can find a link to it on laurakbuzz.com um other than that I've got some books Uncomfortable Labels it's about being gay and trans and on the autism spectrum and it is available right now where books are sold or as an audiobook on laurakbuzzstore.com um there's also things I learned from Mario's Butt, which is a silly and serious coffee table book of video game character butt reviews. Uh, Jane is stroking a printed copy of it that is in arm's reach. Uh, it's got a bunch of like red marker circles over a bunch of the pages, but it is a near complete copy of the book. Uh, it currently has a placeholder front cover, but we have an actual cover design now. Mm-hmm. And I emailed back all of my final round of edits. It like it should be. It should be going to the printers real soon. Um, if you want to get your name in the back of the book, uh, this episode goes up on what date? Let me double check. Um, the date this goes 29. up, you will have... If, if you're listening the day it goes up on Sunday the 29th, you have about 48 hours before the Unbound page gets closed and they stop letting people get back a rewards, which means you have until Tuesday the 31st to get a copy on Unbound and get it slightly earlier than it goes to the shops and have your name in the back of it. Mm-hmm. So, ooh. Uh, other than that, I'm on some podcasts. I'm on Pixel Squirt, where we talk about uh, video game and nerd pornography. I have a show called P- uh, Tonal Whiplash, where I talk about, uh, I do interviews with guests where we do alternating silly and serious questions. I am on Podquisition, where we tell you whether your favourite video games are great and or perfect, and definitely don't talk about politics. And I'm on Dice Funk, which is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. I'm on seasons 3, 4, 5, 6, and soon season 7. 
Every season's a self-contained story. Uh, if you start with season three, I don't show up to like eight episodes into it, so don't worry if you don't hear me when you if you start there. Um, season six is like, I think the finale is probably going up the same day as this. So I don't know how it ends yet, but you can go find out. I think that's everything I do. What about you? Me, I'm yeah. Maniac Janiac, or just Janiac in most of the places. Uh, so Twitter and YouTube, I'm Maniac Janiac. I'm on Twitch as Janiac. I stream on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'm also Janiac on Redbubble, so that's janiac.redbubble.com, J-A-N-E-I-A-C. And you too can get yourself a Wealth and Equality Solutions t-shirt or a... It's a very good design. I'm glad you enjoy it. <laughs> Or, or a, um, you must be at least this tall to ride the looming mistress. Um, I'm also Stoned Monkey Radio on SoundCloud and Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash Stoned Monkey Radio. And you can join all these lovely people who do me support, like Fat, 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 Nut. Uh, Jaden, Cassiopeia Swift, Omegon the Sane, Tallulah, Callum Turner, S. Kearney, Jay Logan. Larry Elling NB, Tales of Inquiry, Constantine Kearney, uh, Robin, uh, Keller G. Goodell, uh, Vegan Recipes Have Too Much Preamble, Rob Harding. I mean, all uh, recipes have too much preamble. Uh, Jürgen Indy Monster Wine McFurder, and Base News Back. Thank you very much to all of my lovely supporters. I super appreciate all of you, Ooh. Mr. Dove. Uh, I think that's everything. SoundCloud. Yeah, I mentioned that. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us. Laura! Yeah? Will you sing us out, please, darling? Well, until next time, be a stranger. Yeah.